Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, another beautiful day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers would say. Isn't it though? <laughs> we finally have temperatures below 105 today. Isn't that nice? I think it's going to be 80 something today, 82 or something oh, amazing like that. Amen. So. It's lovely. <laughs> it's so it's nice. So good. <laughs> I am so excited about our topic today because it's really the bottom line of everything. Yeah. So I'm glad we're going to be talking about this. Tell us about why you chose this topic. We're talking about what are you thinking and why are you thinking it and how is that choice affecting the rest of your life? Exactly. So why are we doing this today? I was talking with a friend who was telling me that a couple of years ago, her life was really difficult. She had a couple of adult kids kids who were always struggling and somehow mom got roped into that and a lot of drama and negativity. And so she thought about that a lot. She didn't have many clients for her business. She owns her own business and clients were leaving for various reasons. And she had a storage building that had an old beater roof and she was afraid it was going to just leak all over it in the winter. And just everything wasn't working for her. Mm -hmm. And we had a talk about her focusing on all these things that seems to make it like they come more often and that things get worse. And so she told me that after our conversation, she switched her thinking and she set boundaries around her kids and said, you know, you're adults and you can live your life and don't drag me into this unless you're, you know, got a serious health issue or something. I know you can work it out. And she started thinking positively about her business and enjoying the client she had. And she talked with her son-in-law about her storage building. And amazingly enough, he agreed to help her with the roof. She said, everything's turned around. And now she finds the good in everything. And life is smooth and easy and fun. It got me thinking about the power of our thoughts. Because the reality is what you think creates what your life is. And a lot mm -hmm. of people don't understand that. So that's why. Good answer. <laughs> Thanks. Glad that worked for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer said thoughts become things. Right. Where your focus is determines where your life goes. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes all the difference. In fact, it's really interesting. A lot of people for decades and for centuries, actually, a lot of very famous smart thinker people have commented. James Allen, English philosopher, long, long, long ago, said, as a man thinks, so he is. As he continues to think, so he remains. And even Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius said, a man's life is what his thoughts make it. So it's not a new concept. And it's kind of the secret to a happy life mm -hmm. is paying attention to what you think. You and I talk a lot about manifesting and we'll kind of get there as we get further into this conversation. But right. I don't think that it has to be a woo-woo kind of thing. I think it's pretty basic. No. I mean, when we talk about any kind of an athletic endeavor that involves a ball, what's the phrase? Keep your eye on the ball. Right. Which is the same as keep your eye on what you want to happen and then your right. life will go that way. But when I think about that, I think about my grandfather, my wonderful granddaddy, who was your Ooh, father, yes. who had one glass eye and one organic eye. And <laughs> one real eye. 
we used to go for drives and where granddaddy looked is where the car went. Yes, right. That's how it works <laughs> when you drive. Sometimes was terrifying <laughs> because if he wasn't looking on the road, all of his attention, because he didn't have peripheral vision on one side of his head, right. you know, we went that direction. And that is what we're talking about today is where you put your focus is where your life will go. Oh, what a great analogy. And that's so true. My father, your grandfather, is another great example of positive thinking because yes. when he was a child, there was an accident and he did lose the sight in one eye and he just chugged along. He never, ever, ever let it stop him. During World War II, he really wanted to enlist and fight for our country. And they said, well, you've only got one eye, so you don't have to go. He said, no, I really want to. I want to fight for our country. And, you know, this is just an odd little thing I've got, but I'm still very devoted to doing my part. He became an army lieutenant and they didn't put him in combat because you have to have good eyesight to be in combat. Yeah. But he did three years in the army until the war was over because he was a positive thinker. Mm -hmm. And he created his reality. And he had a pretty great life. He had a wonderful life. Oh my goodness, it was great. And he certainly didn't let that one little glitch stop it because he didn't focus on that. Yeah. And it's interesting how many people focus. If that had happened to some other people, that might have been how they defined themselves. Yes. It's like, oh, well, I, I only have one eye, so I can't do all this stuff. And my life is difficult. And so many people focus on the negative. I think they forget that life is about the good and the bad. You can't have one without the other, and you can't appreciate the good if you haven't had some downturns in your world either. And it frequently, especially in this day and age of social media, where it looks like everybody has a perfect life. Yeah, nobody does. they don't. <laughs> no, nobody does. But it sometimes can be hard when you're like, oh, all my friends are posting pictures of their beautiful marriages and their wonderful kids and their lovely house. And here I am with, you know, a leaky roof and a dishwasher that doesn't work <laughs> and a husband who's angry all the time. And, right. and it can be really hard to remember. They're just posting a facade. Everybody right, exactly. has something. They may have a great house and, you know, a wonderful job, but maybe they have a really sick parent or their kids are struggling mentally or, you know, everybody has something that they can do. be really heavy if you let it right. be. Yeah. And it's all about what you choose to focus on it's fascinating to watch. What you focus on, you will get more of. Yes. It's sort of a little magic universe thing. I don't know how it works, but it does work. I've seen it with so many people, including you and me. If you walk around finding the negative, there will be more negative. And if you say, yeah, there's that, but I love this and I love that. And like I talk about, I go for walks all the time and Look at the trees and appreciate the clouds and just find the beauty and the good. So much more good comes into your life and it's really fun to watch. People are negative for a lot of different reasons, I think. One of them is just that they don't know. They were trained right. as they were growing up that this is how you see the world. And so that's how they see the world. And they haven't ever had any experience looking at it differently. Exactly. They might have been raised in a family where everything was a struggle, parents couldn't make enough money to put food on the table or whatever. And instead of bucking up and saying, hmm, this isn't working, maybe we need to do something else, the parents, the kids just watch the parents struggle and suffer and then fight about it. So they learned that's what life is about. Mm -hmm. 
And that's really unfortunate because it doesn't have to be true. Bad stuff happens to all of us. Yes. But it's how you choose to deal with it, just like my father and losing his sight. It might also be because your current situation isn't what you want it to be, so you just focus on that. I think it can also be, this is true in my case, Mm -hmm. that I have to talk to process. Mm -hmm. I have to actually put something into words and have them come out of my mouth for my brain to start working on it or let it go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I know with my husband, it can seem like I'm complaining when in fact I'm just having to say, oh my gosh, the dogs got sick in the house today and it was Uh really a hard thing to come home to deal with and have it be the first thing I saw when I opened the door. Right. And then for me, it's gone. I just had to say it to get it out. But he's thinking that I'm complaining or I expected him to do something about it. Whereas like, no, for me, it's like forgotten. So it's not that I'm focusing on it. It's just that it sounds maybe to other people like that's what's on my mind when really that's the only way I know how to release it. Or you're just processing it. Yeah. Right. Back to the communications episode where uh, you talk to release feelings and stuff, and he may not be that kind of communicator. Yeah, true. And sometimes it seems like nobody cares what you want. So you just get all negative and down in the dumps because it's like, oh, I want this, but nobody else cares that I want it. Or you just say it over and over and over again, hoping somebody will hear you. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend like that who is wonderful, but comes from a family that doesn't listen terrifically well. And Mm -hmm. so when we get together, she tells me the things that she told her family, but they didn't hear. Uh, So that then maybe somebody can validate her feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. You know, those kinds of things you learn about people. If I had just met her, maybe she wouldn't be telling me things like that. Well, sure. But she trusts you. Yeah. But it might come across as she's negative, whereas really she's just wanting to be seen and heard. Right. And, you know, that's what everybody wants. We all want to be seen and validated, acknowledged and heard. That's all we want. And we use a myriad of ways to try to get that. That is the bottom line. And if you come from a house where you never were, that's more negativity. And so you see the negative in the world and look at the fact, well, nothing ever worked out for me, so why should I bother? At least if I expect the worst and it happens, I get to be right. (laughs) So there's a little satisfaction in looking for the negative and finding it and going there. I told you so. I also think, though, that if you expect the worst, I know some people who expect the worst because they've had a lot of bad. Yeah. And they don't want to be blindsided again. Yeah. So I don't know if it's about being right as much as it is about being prepared. Yeah, there's that too. You always have to be aware that something negative could happen. You know, we live in a land where there are a lot of wildfires, and so we all have our to-go box ready to go. But we don't sit around and look at the to-go box and focus on it (laughs) and say, well, you know, there it is, that we might have a fire, we've got to be ready, you know. We're ready. We did what we could do to be ready. And then we put it where we can get to it. And then we move on and enjoy the beauty and the wonderfulness and all that. Oh, unless you love the Army Navy store and you're always adding to your to-go box. There's some of that in our life. (laughs) And that's fun. The Army Navy store is very fun. And there's all those goodies there to make sure you do fine if you have to leave your home. (laughs) 
But see, that's a positive. That's not a negative. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's making something that could be really scary to think about a little bit more fun too. Right. And doable and help you feel like it's under control. Yeah. Because obviously we can't control wildfires. Right. But we can control our response to wildfires. Yes. And that's what this whole episode is about, controlling your thoughts and your responses to things. Because your thoughts create your perceptions and your perceptions create your feelings and your feelings create your reality. All of that goes into how you see your life. Being aware of your thoughts is really, really important. Earl Nightingale said we become what we think about. Very much so. Yeah, and Ralph Muldo Emerson said a man is what he thinks about all day long. It's been long acknowledged that your thoughts create your reality. Many people are not even aware of what they're thinking. I think that's true. I think we look outwardly to determine where happiness comes from. We look to advertising and we look to friends and family and strangers and we look to the things that society says are important in our society, that's money. And that is not necessarily where happiness comes from. All you have to do is look at those studies about people who've won the lottery and how the lottery does give them a temporary bump in happiness. But then over time, they kind of settle right back down to whatever level they tended to hover at before they won the lottery. And sometimes their life is actually worse after that. Yeah. Because then there are new challenges to deal with. People who want their money and everybody wants to be their friend now. And so they go out and they buy the fancy house and the yacht and all that and think that'll make them happy. But it just brings different kinds of problems. Yeah. And you're still there. So yes. if you were the problem beforehand, you're still the problem afterwards. Exactly. That's so wise and so very <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do if like our thoughts are the things determining where our life goes, but we're kind of at war with our thoughts or stuck in a rut with our thoughts? What do we do? If you want to change the outside or your, what you see or what comes to you, you first have to change the inside. You have to change your thoughts. Pay attention to your thoughts because what you think creates your feelings and affects your physical, emotional, and mental health. So you find and focus on the good in every situation. And even if something is going wrong, at least you have your to-go box, you know, so that's a good thing. Like my father with his eyesight. Well, at least I still have another eye. You know, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, it was never, ever, ever an issue. I don't ever remember him talking no. about any kind of he limitation. He joked about it. Once in a while, yeah. Other than that. It was never a limitation. It's just part of who he was. And he mm -hmm. always found the good. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're hoping our listeners will get out of our today's conversation is you will find what you look for and you will see either the positive or the negative depending on where you're coming from. Yep. So we're talking about choosing what you see, but I think it's important to also choose what you want to see, yes. which also means assuming that the best will happen and then taking steps as if things are going to work out that way. That doesn't mean don't be prepared. It just means say, I'm going to make sure that I'm set if things go wrong, but I'm going to assume that things are going to go right. Right. And exactly. You will be surprised 
that it will happen. And when it does, you've got to notice it and appreciate it and be grateful for it. And then you'll get more of it. Absolutely. That is a huge part of it. Paying attention and noticing. I know I've talked before about how we have a main street with many streetlights, red, green, yellow, all those colors. Sometimes I will hit them all on green and I get through and go, oh my goodness, that was fun. I didn't have to stop for a red light that whole way. And just little tiny silly things like that, that you pay attention to and be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then more of those come. It's so fun to watch. I just love watching it, see what shows up every day. And truthfully, if we were doing an experiment, it is entirely possible that nothing changes, that there is an equal amount of things you might call good and an equal amount of things you might call bad. And it may just be that when you focus on one more than the other, you see one more than the other, and thus your life is determined to be good or bad. So it isn't that we're saying you will get more of one or the other. It may just be that you will see more of one than the other, which is fine. Either way works. (laughs) But even if you could just feel the effects of more things you might label good in your life. Wouldn't you want to go that direction? Sure. And seeing and feeling more of the things you might label as bad. You know, and for some people that might be getting out of their comfort zone. Yeah. If they come from a family where negativity was the norm and everybody expected things to not work and when they didn't work, they said, yeah, see there. Then to start finding the good might be uncomfortable, but hopefully people are willing to give it a shot find out that it's really fun when you find the good. And I believe that when you do, more good comes. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's been my experience. I also think that when you shift your mindset from one of negativity to one of positivity, it can be unnerving for people who get attention through being victims. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you are not okay with giving up some of the attention you might get because you're that person who always has trauma in your life, I think it's time to start getting real with yourself. Do I want to be traumatized my entire life or am I okay being a happy person who doesn't need the attention that comes from being hurt, damaged, broke, injured, whatever? Right. Yeah, that's a very good point. You have to want to have good in your life. And as crazy as it sounds, some people don't. I'm not one of those. You're not one of those. No. My father wasn't one of those. No. And I think we all have met a stranger in our life, a couple of them. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're giddy or loud and silly or boisterous or anything, but they just have an energy of positivity about them that makes you want to be where they are. Yes. And you can be one of those people. You don't have to give up having people want to be around you. In fact, they'll probably want to be around you more if you're not being victimized and looking at the negative. So it is possible to draw a different kind of person to yourself by changing your thoughts as well. Oh, definitely. And you're absolutely right. You may lose some people in your life if you can't get down and complain with them. I have had some friends sort of drift away because whenever I see them, they want to complain about the state of the country, the politics, and I don't want to go there. It is what it is. I do what I can in my little world to impact it, but I don't spend all my time looking at how awful it is. I appreciate that we get to live in a country where, you know, the police aren't at our door every day. 
unless we've broken the law, and that we have a lot of freedoms, a lot more than a lot of other countries. And I appreciate that. But some people get very worked up about things Mm -hmm. that just are negative. And when I won't go there with them, after a while, they drift away. As sad as that makes me, it's actually okay because I don't want to live in their negativity. Mm-hmm. What did I hear? Somebody said the other day, I refuse to be a well for other people's negativity. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, you don't want them dumping their stuff down your well. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things, you know, it may just be that you're having conversations with people you've always had with people. Maybe they're political or about friends in your world who are going through traumatic times, gossip, that kind of thing. And if you don't know whether something is negative or toxic, if you can't pinpoint it intellectually, pay attention to what your body's doing. Because I know that when I start talking to somebody who's getting really worked up about something that feels awful. I know what my body does. My stomach feels sick. My muscles feel tight. My values feel violated, whatever. And I know what that feels like physically, even if my brain is going, well, we're just talking about politics and what's happening in this country. But there's something about that that's just like hitting the tuning fork wrong. Right. Well, there's a physical reaction. As we said, your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings impact your body. And it can make you sick. Very physically sick, emotionally sick, mentally sick. Yeah, negativity, a lot of it will cause all kinds of other problems. You have to be aware of how the more you expect and find the good, the more good things come into your life. So we challenge you, become aware of your thoughts, consciously focus on the good for just a couple of days, and then notice how your life seems to shift. And then we want to hear about it. Oh, absolutely. Because I think that once you start finding the good, just a little good. doesn't have to be huge stuff. It really is huge stuff, really. You love your kids. You like your husband. You are grateful you have a warm, fuzzy blanket at night. Things like that. Notice and appreciate and say it in your head. It's like, oh, I love this blanket. It's so cozy. Like Shannon said, pay attention to how things unfold for you in the following days. And if you find more good and if more comes into your life, we'd love to hear about that. That would be very fun. We'll share them if you let us. I think those stories are great to pass along. Oh, I love those stories. Yes. There's success stories and you create your success or you create your failure with your thoughts. It's all about what you think and what you expect that creates your feelings and that creates your life. Wrap us up, Sandy. Okay. Many people believe they have no control over their life and are at the mercy of whatever happens to them. There are many reasons why people learn to look for and focus on the negative. When something they don't want occurs, they sometimes feel validated and can say they were right. Living a life of negative thoughts can cause physical, mental, and emotional problems, as well as challenges in relationships. The reality is you always have the ability to choose your thoughts, and your thoughts will determine your perspective about what's going on, and your perspective will create your feelings, and your feelings will determine how you choose to move ahead. When you always find the bad in life, more bad will come. When you always find the good in life, It's amazing how things seem to fall into place and many wonderful things happen to you every day. Always know you have the power to create your life and look at what you're choosing to create and change it if it's not what you want. Good stuff. Yeah. I really hope that our listeners let us know what the results of their positivity experiment is. We'd just love to hear about all the good that starts to come. 
We do. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power and choosing to look at the good affect your life or share with us any topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. And we would love for you to review our podcast. You can do so wherever you stream, or you can just visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com, click contact and drop us an email about it. We are excited to let you know we're now on Instagram, where you can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. And if you want to learn how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. And in Until next time, find your power and change your life.